worms were talking to that dude. The Story Geeks podcast is produced by the Reclamation Society. So today's topic is the Cloverfield Paradox. So if you're not familiar with that, um, then you haven't been using the internet this week. (laughs) But the Cloverfield Paradox is the third installment in the franchise. I use air quotes because they're kind of loosely connected, but Hmm. the Cloverfield franchise. And it was dropped by surprise right after the Super Bowl by Netflix on Sunday night. So it's brand new. You may not have had a chance to see it yet. And if you haven't, we are going to spoil the heck out of it. So I warn you now, maybe go watch it and then come back and listen to this. Although it's not the best movie in the world. So yeah, it's maybe I don't worry about it too much. <laughs> there's not a whole lot to spoil, to yeah. be honest. It's so True. poorly constructed. But <laughs> well, we're going to make it better. Um, we are going to make it better. So here's how that works. Uh, the way that works is Jay and I have each chosen three ways that we would make this movie better. Now we have some rules. We cannot recast anybody. And we cannot replace any crew. So no new directors, no new writers, nothing. We have to stick with what we have. Only story solutions on making this better. That is right. So after we each read um, our top three, it is complete anarchy. We each get to make one more (laughs) additional change to the movie, but this time there are no rules. So the rules you just said will not apply to our fourth option that we're going to state. But there's one catch. That content is only available to Patreon supporters. It's exclusive content. So if you like what we do here at the Story Geeks, definitely consider supporting us on Patreon for that additional content. Because that content usually tends to be really, really fun content. Um, And I do want to thank this week. We have a brand new uh, Patreon supporter, Wade. So, Wade, thank you for supporting us. Thank you, Wade. Thank you for being a patron. You're our superhero, and we appreciate you. We do indeed. Um, And another way to support us is to write iTunes reviews. So that helps get visibility up on the podcast. It helps other people see what we're doing um, and helps us keep doing this. So do we have a review to read? We do. We have a review to read at the end of this, yeah. All right. Oh, at the end. So we will read a review at the end of the show. Sorry. At the end of the show, we will read an iTunes review. And yours could be read, like you just said. Yeah. Do an iTunes review so we can read it. Please, please. Okay, are you ready? Uh, I think I'm ready. You ready to make Clover, the Cloverfield Paradox better? <laughs> I think so. So, okay, let's dive in. Um, really quickly, before we start going into our three things, yeah. let's talk about this franchise. Yeah. Just real fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So the first film was Cloverfield. Correct. Which was released in 2008, mm-hmm. directed by Matt Reeves, which was basically a found footage film yep. about an alien invasion. Yeah. More exactly. or less. We didn't get a whole lot of information other than that. No. And, it, and, the, and the whole thing was low on the alien parts. Yeah. It was more explosions chaos. and shaky cameras. Yeah. It was really chaos. Yeah. If the Jason Bourne films make you dizzy because of the shaky cams, don't watch Cloverfield. <laughs> You'll just be throwing up yeah. the whole time. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Disgusting. Bad idea. And then in 2016, I believe, there was a follow-up, 10 Clo- Cloverfield Lane, which is, in my opinion, by far the best of the three movies. Totally agree. That that film is like a legit film. It's a wonderful yeah, film. Yeah, it's really good. And it basically just takes place within a fallout shelter with John Goodman. Um, is it Mary Elizabeth Winstead? I don't know. I believe. I don't know. I think yeah, that's who actors, it is. Yeah. And then another guy. And they're just about the only characters in the movie. And it's about their 
relationships inside this fallout shelter and the question of is there really a disaster outside or not yeah yeah the whole time the whole the whole time that you're thinking is this guy just psychotic yeah. or is there really something going on right yeah and then so fast forward to just this past sunday we get the cloverfield paradox which uh you'll hear more about it as we go but the short the long and short of it is there's a a ship being launched into space with a particle accelerator um, which they are hoping to create a permanent source of renewable energy. Right. Because the planet is dying because energy reserves are dying. And it's causing like warfare on Earth. Because yes. It's like people are fighting over resources. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't go that way. <laughs> Things yeah. go badly. Yeah. And I would tell you what happens, but I think we'll tell you what happens by talking about it. Right. Because quite honestly, what happens is pretty confusing. You'll get, yeah, you'll get a feel for it as we go, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna let you go first. Why don't you give us your first the first way, way I would it make it better? Okay, yeah. so the first thing I would do to make it better is I actually think that it should not take place in space at all. Mm. Get us back on the ground. Uh, both movies before one of the one of the really cool elements of both earlier films was that they took place in very personal settings. Yeah, it took place in like this took place in this dude's apartment. Like this this alien shows up in this dude's apartment, and how does he get out? Because he's yeah. having a party, right? Um, and then in the second film, it's even more personal. It's in this guy's den, basically his fallout shelter. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that allowed for some very compelling relational drama. Uh-huh. Um, Daryl sent me a video about how all of these films are connected. And really, it's more of an Easter egg video. It's not really how they're connected so much. I mean, it sort of is. Yeah, there's a, there's a few connections. But it's also just more about fun stuff that J.J. Abrams throws into everything. <laughs> everything he does, he does yeah. yeah. Um, but as I watched that video, um, one of the things I was thinking about was like, yeah, it just feels it doesn't. There was, there was a really funny moment in that video where uh, they kind of make fun of the main character from the first Cloverfield, his brother dying. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, sad, he died or whatever. And, and, <laughs> but, but, the, but my point being, the brother dies and the lead character, the guy, the found footage guy, now has to deal with that. Yeah. Um, in the second film, you have all of, these, all of these little idiosyncrasies where you're trying to figure out if this guy is truly crazy or if he is legitimately scared of what's going on outside and all yeah. of that's really interpersonal drama um we do get some good interpersonal drama because the lead character of the cloverfield paradox i don't remember her name but her and her husband um ava i think ava i think you're right yeah her and her husband had this really compelling drama together but when you pull them apart out into space, you lose all of that. Like yeah. you lose it. So my thing is keep it on the ground. We already have um, the Large Hadron Collider as a real life thing. Uh-huh. Um, and and actually, Bill Nye, like they said in the video too. Yeah. Bill Nye and other scientists have gone on record saying like we don't know what will happen when we collide particles. And yeah. so it's like this kind of weird thing. So I think keep it on the ground. Like you don't need to have it in space. I know why they had it in space, but I have some reasons why we can change that in the future. So <laughs> yeah. my thing is leave it on the ground. Okay, well then I'll I'll start with something similar because um, I'm not going quite as far as you. Okay. I'm not going to say keep it all on the ground. All right. But my first one is show us more of what's going on on uh, the ground. Okay. Be for a few different reasons because one, um, there's just too much bait and switch stuff in the movie. So Caitlin made a comment that said the twist and the turns, is it real or isn't it? It jerks you around. Like yes. it's it's very confusing and 
I think part of that is what happens on Earth because they talk about how terrible things are on Earth. <laughs> right. But they don't show you no. what's happening on Earth. Not at all. Now, some of that is a low-budget movie thing. Yeah. Like, Although this this had quite a bit of budget behind it. I mean, but it was all in space. Good. Exactly, like, none yeah. of the budget was spent on Earth. Like, right. We basically, we basically experience all of the all of the destruction yeah. on earth yeah. via this guy talking on his phone <laughs> with right. his coworker exactly. or something like that. Yeah. So I think showing us more of that yeah. would give us more stakes. It would make us care about what's going on in space I dig a that. little bit more. I can dig that. Suddenly it's not about these seven or eight astronauts. It's about the whole world. Yeah. I like that. And Honestly, the guy that played Ava's husband, I don't know the actor's name, but he's really good. He's amazing. I would love to see more of him. She was great, too. Yeah. The two of them are fantastic. That's one of my frustrations about the movie. I think the cast is amazing. Yeah. And they were all great. Like Daniel Bruhl and David Oleyuo. I'm sorry. I don't know. You're a brilliant actor, and I do not know how to pronounce your (laughs) name. (laughs) Yeah. um, Great cast, and it was so wasted. Yeah. So wasted. A couple of comments that I think are worth pointing out here. Um, both Caitlin and Chris Wetzel point out both of these movies, and I think J.J. Abrams has said this publicly, yeah. neither of these movies, 10 Cloverfield Lane or The Cloverfield Paradox, uh-huh. were written as Cloverfield films. They were written uh, as their own thing. But this could be shared universe, and, so throw it in. Well, yeah, and J.J. Yeah. Abrams and his team came in and bought them got and it. tweaked them got it, got it, to got make it. them Cloverfield movies. Yeah, it makes sense. So, okay, what's your second one? Okay, so my second one is that I believe that she should be dead in the alternate world. Ava? Ava. Okay. So, okay, so this is what's really compelling about this film, is that the lead character is given a choice. We clearly understand that she has had trauma in her family because her kids have died. We yeah. don't, I don't think we learned how they died, right? They just, we just know that they've died. Did you, did you get that before... The whole moral dilemma thing came up with them being alive. Yes, but because I didn't. Oh, okay. I got it, but it was. It and I was, was paying very attention. Subtle. But I just, I was like, oh, she's got kids. Yeah, my <laughs> wife and I were like watching next to each other, and she goes, "They're dead, right?" Her, like, she's okay. And I go, my wife caught I'm it too. Sure, I guess we're just not as smart as our wives. Yeah, that's but, not surprising. So, so, but that's that's a really good drama. Like, like, like she's super connected to her husband, and they have gone through this traumatic event together, um, and that's a really compelling way for her to have a choice because now she would get to go back and see her kids who she hasn't seen in years. But the weird part of it is they're not her kids. Well, they all convince her like those are not your kids. Yeah. Part of the reason why it's even why it's especially weird is because there's another her. Yeah. If there wasn't another her and she could feel like, but they want me and I want them. Because yeah. the truth is they don't want her. They want their own, Ava. Yeah. But if they really did, if they had the same compelling like drama, like, no, we really do want you. So just so just follow me in for a second here. If it had taken place on the ground and she had transferred universes on the ground, uh-huh. she could have actually met them. She could have actually been like, I can't believe this is my husband and these are my kids and yeah. they can't believe that she's back. Yeah. There could have been this like, really weirdness going on about that where they didn't know it wasn't her so they sure. all think it's her now that her decision is so much more complex and so much more compelling mm-hmm. I like that a lot better so that's my number two okay well I'll counter that a little bit okay so fair enough my number two is I'll explain this more but basically pick what kind of movie you want to be yeah because 
there's so many different things going on here. It's in the Cloverfield universe. Yeah. So we go into this movie. They hyped it as I think the the Super Bowl spot for it said, you know, ten years ago, New York was attacked by oh. creatures. Now find out why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, we didn't get that. This movie did not deliver on that. No. Not in my mind. Not in a clear way. Not in a clear way at all. But it sets you up to go in it as essentially a monster movie, like like Alien yeah. or, you know, that movie Life with Ryan Reynolds and Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal or, you know, pick your other movie that's like that. Sunshine. Sunshine. Well, that one's a little bit different. But, a little bit different. But, but the whole idea where you go into there's, space there's and you even, get attacked by an alien. There's even a an Event Horizon feel oh, event horizon. in there. But there is. I knew halfway we wouldn't be through, able to make it through. Halfway about through, there's horizon. like, wait a minute, what is this? What is going on now? You know no, what I mean? No, but it's true. It's that's the question. Is it a, is it alien? So is it a movie where you're being threatened by aliens? Right. And many things in the movie make you think that's happening. Yes. Is it Event Horizon? Is the ship alive? Is it yeah. demonized? Well, because the guy is it a movie the, about alternate realities? Yeah. <laughs> the controversial guy in the beginning who basically so the only way that you would know that things are going wrong because they opened up a, a, a rift in space time. The only way you know that is because there's a crazy conspiracy guy. Yeah. Who, by the way, the video on YouTube explained that that was um, John Goodman's character's brother. Well, they have the same last name. That's true. They're so related, they're related in somehow. Some way. Yeah. But um, the only way we know that there's a rift in space time is because of that guy. Yeah. Because he's, he's taking the Bill Nye stance of yeah. like, this might screw everything up. Right. But, and he says, he says, we could, is it aliens, demons, and something else, right? Monsters or aliens, something? Aliens, demons, like, um, yeah. Uh, I forget what else he said. He don't, I don't think he said aliens. Okay. He said monsters, demons, something else. Something else. But that's the only reason, like, so you're right. Like, then yeah. you're thinking, the, and that sets you up poorly because you're like, which one is this? Yeah. Right? So. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you 100% on that one. So does Chris Wetzel. He said, I was expecting a monster on the ship. I was disappointed. Yes. And that's, if I'm going to make a choice, monster that's the movie the I want it to be. A monster movie. Yes. Yeah, I agree. The dimension hopping stuff is confusing. Yeah. The stuff that they chose to throw in there is confusing. Yeah. Like, how, like, at first it was fun. Like, yeah. I texted you while I was watching it and I was like, dude, this movie's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that was right about the point when they found the woman in the ship. Yeah. And at that point, you still don't know what's going on and crazy things are happening. Yeah. And it seems super cool. It seems super fun. Yeah, that was the moment where I was like, so, okay, so they had a couple of things to your point. Yeah. And this is actually to my, one of my future points a little bit, but I'll get into that later. <laughs> okay. Um, to your point, there was so much going on. Yeah. Like, like, think about some of the things, like the dude with the worms in him. Why? Why does the dude have worms in him? Because because he, I mean, the yeah. only thing I can think of is that he got transferred into the alternate reality in the worm cage or something. Yeah. Like, why else would they be inside of him? Totally bizarre. Okay, so I'm going to a couple of previous Facebook comments that we got because, so, okay, so when we started promoting this yeah. yesterday, Nathan Sheck commented and said oh you mean the absolutely anything can happen for absolutely no reason if we say alternate dimensions movie <laughs> exactly. that one <laughs> that's the one yeah, that's the that's movie that's the one yeah and that, that was the problem right like you had these this weird magnet magnetism and i guess the magnetism was supposed to prove out that like the collider was doing something weird right the atom smasher <laughs> yeah but, but why weird. did why did the foosball table spin 
Yeah. That's when I thought we were getting a monster. Oh, yeah. So this is what's so frustrating about this film is that it actually sets up several things that could be really interesting. Yeah. But then as you look back on it, you're like, actually, it was just derivative of every single like lost in space movie that we've ever seen. And they, yeah. couldn't, they couldn't pick one. Yeah. And there's so many other moments that are kind of fun ideas, like the worms getting transferred into Volkov's body. Yeah. Was a nice gross out alien moment. Yeah. But why? Why did that happen? Was why that did Vol- they find the Volkov core or was that the other guy? thing inside of his body? The bleached like, hair guy. Is that, that's he was not, the Russian guy, yeah. I thought, I thought Volkov was the other guy, the engineer guy. No, he was the Russian. You mean Daniel Bruhl? No, 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 I'm saying he was the Volkov is the Russian, but I thought that the blonde-haired guy was not Russian. No, he was. Oh, he was. Okay. Yeah. And what was the other guy I'm thinking of? Irish or something like that? Yeah, okay. there was. Well, says, yeah. Chris O'Dowd's character was Irish. <laughs> Daniel Bruhl's character was German. Yes. Okay. Um, and then, okay, so Chris O'Dowd like losing his yeah. arm. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. When that happened, I oh, thought that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I was even okay with him not freaking out about it and kind of taking a comedic weird. approach on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when you have the arm come back later, yeah. like what kind of sense does that make? <laughs> Classic it's arm like, monster movie, man. There were some good jokes attached to it. Yeah. But it's yeah. just, so pick what movie you want to be. And there My was a, choice is monster movie. And there was a like lot Chris. of randomness yes. that was that, – that, I think that while it was mysterious, it was like, okay, how are they going to connect these dots? And then it's kind of yeah. like, we're not. It's a rift in space time. And you're yeah. like, I don't know that that would work for me. But And then the whole thing about the reason the whole dimensions thing just I, – I just don't understand. Like, are they saying that because they – I read a thing afterwards that said this, that what they did is they didn't necessarily travel to another dimension. Uh-huh. They caused two dimensions to slam together. Like in a fringe, those, yeah. some of the fringe elements are kind happening of. in that show. Which is what brought the monsters about, is what you're supposed to assume. Nobody said that, but yeah. I guess you're supposed to assume yeah. that. I guess, and, I guess, but that's just weird rationale, right? It'd be more interesting if, it'd be far more interesting if in one world the monsters exist, in the other world the monsters didn't exist, and then you had this shift, and yeah. now these people are going, and maybe these people don't want the rift to be there anymore. Right, yeah. like, like we don't have any monsters anymore. This is amazing. Quick, like yeah. we we're not going to open it back up, and everyone else is like, we got to open it back up. We just sent monsters over to the place that has no clue what they're doing with monsters. Yeah, and yeah, oh, it's so frustrating. And what's frustrating too is you can pick, you can hand pick the movies that they're ripping off with each thing. Yes. So like the worms in the dude's body, they're ripping off Alien. Exactly. Um, Ava trying to decide whether or not she's going to go. The moral dilemma of going to see her kids. Yes. To me, I was thinking Interstellar the whole time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and then they got the whole gravity elements of who should go out and fix stuff. And yeah. Like, there she's by herself. And she's yeah. In. And then the whole ominous, what's going on with the ship, you know, Event Horizon. You mentioned Sunshine. Yeah. In my mind, if you guys were disappointed by the Cloverfield Paradox and you want to be made whole, yeah. go watch Sunshine, directed by Danny Boyle. Yeah. With Chris Cap- Evans. Captain America in space. Yeah. Chris Evans, <laughs> Killian Murphy. Oh, that's um, right. BD Wong. Like, so many good people are yeah. in that movie, and it's an amazing movie. It's a good movie, yeah. It's the good version of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's kind of true. Um, okay, so the one that bothers me the most of all of them 
and I thought they were going to go somewhere cool with it. And thinking back on it, it pisses me off more and more is the worms were talking to that dude. Like he was answering to the worms. Yeah. When they were in his body, he was like, he was like sitting there and he's like, yes, I will do that or whatever he's saying. And even before that, he was like adjusting long before that. Yeah. Like the first time you see him, he's like adjusting something on his face. He's like, yeah. Really? He's like, does this look okay? And I'm like, what was that? Yeah. Like, is he like an android? That's where I thought they were going to get into the demon thing. So I'm like, this dude's being talked to by like interplanetary like demon beings. Yeah. And they just they just don't even address it. Like, what is going on? Oh man, now I am animated. Anyways, I know. Yeah, I was when I was watching it. I, Jamie and I watched it together, and I was telling her it's kind of like, um, all of Lost compiled into one movie. It's like <laughs> yeah. they ask all these questions that they're just never going to answer. They're never going to answer. Yeah. And for some reason, on a six season TV show, that's okay. <laughs> I, I liked it, yeah. but in this movie, it's frustrating. Yeah, which I think, like, if you tie together, like, the first part of the conversation where we said these performances are actually fantastic performances. Yeah. The issue is now, but they don't, nothing goes anywhere. Yeah. So the performances feel really in the movie where they start speaking Chinese to Uh, each other. And granted, I know one of the characters is Chinese. Chinese, yeah. But he's right. It doesn't seem to make sense, like, when they do or don't speak Chinese. I got the impression it was supposed to be when those two characters wanted to have a conversation that the others couldn't understand. But even but when they're alone, they go in and out of Chinese. They go from Chinese that's to true. English. That's true. So I think about that and it makes me think of uh, Firefly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they have yeah. Chinese remnants yeah. in their future. Which I really like that aspect of it. Like Blade Runner has a lot of that too. And, yeah. it, and it makes sense because as we, as we, when you look at the world population, um, a, a really large chunk of the population is Chinese. Like, yeah. So if we're going to go in that direction, we're going to go in that direction. Obviously that's going to be, if there's the birth rate and all that kind of stuff is all factored into that. But, um, I think it's really fascinating to showcase what that would look like. I think it's cool. I like it a lot. Yeah. And Caitlin says, like you mentioned before, so most of the problems are with the story, not with the actors. Correct. Which I don't know what you're, break the rules one is going to be later but mine will certainly talk about that a little bit (laughs) that's awesome um a couple possible solutions to the chinese thing chris says maybe just to establish more relationship between the characters sure which i agree with um caitlin says um sam says which i think sam's her husband says that's correct yeah it's because netflix is producing stuff for multiple regions (laughs) that's true cross marketing (laughs) that's true yeah if you're gonna sell it if you're gonna sell it in another country Add some characters in a different language. So, which which actually is we haven't talked about this, but geek movies and how they perform in China is is actually a thing that people are thinking about now. Yeah. Um, and every geek movie that comes out, you've got to think about how will this play for the global marketplace. Yeah. And our tastes in America are not always the same tastes as those in China. Yeah. We we paid a bunch of money to go see The Last Jedi, and I know that's a controversial film. It got pulled in China, didn't it? China does not like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're not fans. Um, but take like Warcraft; they were huge fans. Warcraft did amazing. Warcraft, Warcraft did amazing in China. Does that mean they're going to make terrible a terrible here? They said they were going to. Is there any chance they will just release? We it should in do China? a make it better <laughs> on that film because that film oh, has I a have to lot of it. problems. Oh, you haven't seen it? No. 
It's a little bit painful. I was not interested. It's a little bit painful. Well, before we get to our number ones, I want to let you know about one of the ways you can support us. We mentioned it earlier. We have a brand new Patreon account. Patreon is a service that allows fans to support creators like us. It also allows us to show our appreciation for supporters by offering additional exclusive content specifically to them, our Patreon supporters, like Wade, who is a new supporter this week. So thank you so much, Wade. Right now on Patreon, you can listen to Daryl and I come up with fan theories about geek films. And I am terrible at fan theories. Oh, here you go again. So that is a hilarious episode. And I talked about this last week too, but you don't want to miss my thoughts on how Kevin McAllister from Home Alone is connected to the DC universe. Whenever you talk about how bad you are at fan theories, it it sort of puts it out there that I'm good at it, which you're setting people up for disappointment. I'm not that good at it either. Daryl's pretty good oh, at it. Oh, come on. Um, he thinks through them. I just think <laughs> randomly, I just thought, I'm just going to throw it out there. One of my fan theories is about to be disproved in July. Oh, with the, uh, yeah, oh, you no, can hear that, that one. That, don't say You it. can hear yeah. that one on the show. We also had, Tease. we also on, on Patreon, exclusively, exclusively on Patreon, we had an epic Network 1901, the Story Geek showdown, where we break down all of the things in The Last Jedi that people either loved or hated. So you definitely might want to check that out. You can catch the um, public version of that one, but we also have a Patreon version of that one where we assess more stuff. One of the theories we did not talk about, which it sounds like Caitlin is a little, Caitlin is a little bummed about, yeah. is Jar Jar being a Sith Lord. We did not talk about that fan yeah. theory. We probably should have talked about that fan theory. Well, to support us and unlock that exclusive content on Patreon, um, you can do that for only $3 a month, less than a gourmet cup of coffee. So please support us. Head over to www.thestorygeeks.com and subscribe. It is super easy, and every time we release new content, you will be notified. And that brings us to our number ones. Our brings number you ones. to your number one. I have one. to go first. You're up first. Um so this is a really writer thing to say, and I will say that my number two and my number three were actually a lot more fun than this one is. <laughs> um, but as a writer, one of the things that uh, I take note of oftentimes is that a lot of creators put additional people in the film, but those people don't need to be there. So I think that there's just far too many characters. And Mm -hmm. I think the reason they put so many characters in the film was to showcase some of the tension in space that was actually happening on Earth that they were not showing us. So, for example, we learn when the rift happens, we learn that the world is really at war. It's like World War III on alternate universe. Yeah. Wherein in our universe, it was just everyone was getting increasingly tense and like it could be World War III but they're full blown World War Three in the alternate universe. Mm-hmm. And I think that the problem, and so, so to, to kind of showcase what that might look like, we see different people from different countries uh, um, in, this, in this spaceship. But ultimately what it comes down to is that those people are only there to show off their fun, weird stuff. But the fun, weird yeah. stuff is no good. It doesn't work. So, for, so from my viewing point of it, I would have said like, Limit your characters. So th- so both the other films did this really well. They limited the characters. We bought into those characters. We cared about those characters. And we realized that in the outside world, something was happening. Mm-hmm. We didn't quite know what it was, but it was something that we were really concerned about. In this, we're not quite sure what it is. We almost know a little too much. Yeah. There's stuff that's happening. And there's so many characters that I found myself thinking like, oh, I really like that 
character. Well, oh, never mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and that happened to me several different times, and I feel like they were just playing with too many people. Yeah. So, and then the whole, like the whole, uh, I don't know what the actress's name is, but the actress that they find in the in the wall panel. Yeah. Um, she 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 was a really good actress too. Again, great performance, but kind of wasted. She was weird to me. She was so stiff that I kept questioning, like, is she human? Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> there's also robots. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's my thing. Is just, there's, there's too many characters. And that's not necessarily like a, like a fun problem to have. But it does, it does as you see, like, like 10 Cloverfield Lane has four characters. Yeah. And those and four really characters. really more like three. One of them is only there exactly, for exactly. 30 seconds. Exactly. Yeah. But those four, those so those three characters really. I mean, think of the interaction between the guy and the girl; it's awesome. Yeah, and then the, and then the interaction between um, John Goodman, who plays that role amazingly well. Yes, he has he has this interaction where you're really rooting for him to be a good guy, and you're like, wait a minute, maybe he's a bad guy. Wait, I'm yeah. really rooting for him to be a good yeah. guy. I mean, but we don't even get a chance to go there yeah. with this film. So too many characters. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Chris Wetzel said, it feels like they made an alien-like movie. Isolation, intertension between characters, and aliens, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of an alien. Yeah. Um, okay, so my third is I want more connection to the franchise as a whole. That used to be my third, yeah. Yeah, yeah so... I, I understand what they did with 10 Cloverfield Lane, and it completely works. Yes. The loose connection is awesome in that movie. It yes. makes perfect sense. Yeah. Don't try and do that again. Totally agree. Especially not like this. So I want more connection. Um, like I said before, I want it to be a monster movie. I want to see the monsters yep. on the ship. I want to see them fighting yeah. these monsters so that we know what they're trying to protect the rest of the world from. Ah. Um, and I'll go even more bold than that. So yeah. the little bit that we do get on Earth is Ava's husband uh-huh. finds that young girl and tries to find her parents and let them know that she's okay. Yes. Which is a totally pointless side story. Because nothing ever happens with it. But what if that young girl... Uh-huh was Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character from 10 Cloverfield okay, that would Lane. Be cool. Yeah. Right? I'd be down with that. Yeah. Or was one of the college students in the original movie or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So so can I can I piggyback off that real quick? Yeah, yeah. I was so annoyed because I felt like there were zero connections to 10 Cloverfield Lane and there were too many connections Other to Other than the fact that they spend a few minutes in a fallout shelter. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But and, and make it the same one. It could have been the it same one. Could have been the same one. But here's what I really found frustrating: in the first Cloverfield, yeah, it's a monster movie. Yes. In Ten Cloverfield Lane, it's an alien movie. Well, it's a thriller, which is something Chris Wetzel points out here. Is it? Well, it's a thriller. Spoiler but, alert: you don't know it's an alien movie until the very end. <laughs> Yeah, it ends up being an alien movie. Yeah, actually, I was, I was, Nathan and I, Nathan Sheck and I, were watching uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane together. Yeah, and I turned to him and I go, "This had like a fifteen million dollar budget. What did they spend it on? Because they're just in this bunker." Yeah, and all of a sudden it's and like, then you get to the oh, oh yeah. yeah, no, no, but so so yeah. Spoiler alert for Ten Cloverfield Lane, but that movie goes into the alien aspects that that's totally different from the monster. Yeah, 
And we don't get any of the alien aspects in this one. Yeah. Now, granted, you could say maybe they cut things for time. Maybe the, maybe there wasn't demons talking to that guy. Yeah. Maybe Volkov or whatever. Maybe it was actually aliens talking to him yeah. through, through the worms or something. But I don't think we're going to find that out. No, we won't. We won't know. At I all. mean, there. This is a good time to say there is a fourth movie coming. Yeah. Maybe has already been made. That's kind of unclear. But um, it's for now, it's called Overlord. We'll see if it's called that when it comes out. <laughs> and they're saying it will be released in theaters again. We'll see when that happens. But and I've even heard that it's supposed to be the closing point. Oh, is it of this franchise? Okay, I can see that. And I, I hope it's great. Um, my feeling is that we will see that movie and we will feel like we just never even needed the Cloverfield Paradox whatsoever. I, I totally agree. Well, anytime you do a prequel, a prequel is supposed to reveal to you some of the reasons why that you missed. Yeah. Like if they did, if they did a lost prequel, let's say, right? Yeah. I want to know why they have DARPA sharks. <laughs> right like dharma dharma yeah dharma is actually what we have is the actual yeah. real one dharma yeah good call dharma the dharma initiative yeah um or institute dharma institute uh i'll just keep getting it wrong um i want to know those things right yeah a prequel has to reveal those things to you love or hate the star wars prequels they give you a rationale for why darth vader is the way darth vader is right you can hate it. You can say it's not good acting and stuff, but they're giving you a backstory for that. Yeah. This doesn't accomplish that. This doesn't really, because it still tries to stay so mysterious that you're yeah. like, yeah, it was a rift, but what does that mean? Yeah. Right? Is this, okay, fine, yeah. rift. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, it's just so frustrating because you can, because <laughs> then you're like talking Pacific Rim. Like you can pull stuff from other movies, you know? it's Exactly. It's frustrating because J.J. Abrams is so good and so creative and such yeah. a great writer and such a great director. And I know he didn't write this and he didn't direct this, no. but his name is on it. Like this franchise is yeah. his baby. Yeah. And he does that with a lot of stuff. He puts his name on things. And it's like you should have paid more attention. to. Th- I know you're making Star Wars movies and stuff and that's distracting. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you should have paid more attention to this one. Now, it was it – was the guy that they kept calling back on, or the, that the husband kept calling, that was Greg Grunberg, right? Yes, I was going to ask you about that. If, yeah, you, if yeah, you could yeah. pick out Greg, Grunberg. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure because you know if it's a, if it's a J.J. Abrams film, the Grunberg is going to be in yeah. there somewhere. If you guys don't know who Greg Grunberg is, he's J.J.'s college roommate, I think. Best like oh, long, I didn't know he's his college long time best friend, okay, long, okay. long, long time best friend. Yeah, and he's in everything J.J. does, even if it's just his voice. Yeah, so, yeah. And he and he's actually a decent actor. Oh, he's um, great. Yeah, but but it's always funny to. So I'm like, wait a minute, that's Greg Goomberg. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Chris Wetzel makes a good point about something I wanted to bring up: the okay. whole Netflix aspect of it. Uh, he yeah. says Netflix shouldn't. They shouldn't have put it on Netflix. It should have had a theatrical release. But he also says with more time and money and basically make the movie better. But right. the Netflix thing is what I want to talk about because. When they announced it, mm. now I wasn't watching the Super Bowl. I was looking at Facebook and stuff like that. That's how I found it. But yeah. when they announced it, it was like amazing. I yeah. told Jamie about it and she's like, what? Yeah. We're watching that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you suddenly went from a time when you, you got TV spots during the Super Bowl for the big stuff. And that was super exciting. And then I think it was 
for Age of Ultron, when they did a TV spot for Age of Ultron, at the end of it, they said, go online. The full trailer is available right now. Yeah, yeah. And that was a huge deal. Right. And now Netflix comes in and says, (laughs) the whole movie is going to be available after the Super Bowl. And you're like, what? Yeah. And then you watch the movie, and you kind of come away from it thinking, oh, well, that's... That was now it feels like a desperate attempt to grab attention for a I, bad actually movie. even even more than that I heard I believe it was Philip DeFranco I watched the Philip DeFranco show from time to time and um, I believe he said that he wondered if the Netflix reveal was even like look the critics don't know it's coming out so they can't yeah, they yeah. can't bash it before everybody sees yeah. it it's like when they don't release the yeah. The, the tomato meter like, of the movie. The only before thing that tells out, me is that it is like, bad. That's a bad sign. <laughs> I'd rather see it get a thirty percent from the critics than actually see it. Than actually like yeah. get they not them not show it at all. That's how you know Black Panther is going to be great. Oh, because not only did they release the tomato meter on it, yeah, they teased it. Yeah, they hyped the release of the tomato. Black Panther is going to be amazing. Yeah. Anyway, we talked about that last week. We don't need to do that again now. <laughs> I can still talk um, about that. That was a great conversation. It was. So, yeah, my number three is give us better connection like to it. the franchise as a whole. I like it. The last thing we have to do before we move on to our exclusive portion is we're going to pick the the absolute best two ways that we can make this movie better. So you're going to pick your favorite of mine, yeah. and I'll pick my favorite of yours. Okay. So give me, give me, give me a quick summary of Recap, yours again. okay. My first one is that it shouldn't take place in space. Right. Um, my second one is that she should be dead in the alternate world. So it's a mm-hmm. more, and, and she should be, again, mine always build on each other. So if she was local to them, she was actually with them and she was dead. Now she's filling a space. She's filling a gap. They're filling a gap for her. Yeah. And it feels a little bit more controversial. Yeah. And the last one is, it's just that there's too many characters. And I think the, th- the through line of mine is it should be a more intimate movie because the best parts of this movie are intimate. They feel yeah. intimate. Yeah, but we don't get that for most of the movie. So yeah. those are my three. Okay, and my three are: show us more of what's happening on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, I'm blanking on my second one. Oh yeah, pick what kind of movie you want to be. Yes, my my choice would be monster movie. Yep. And then my third one is um, give us better connections, more solid connections to the franchise as a whole. Ooh. So. so- do you want to choose mine first? You want to well, mine's for you. Mine's easy. My favorite. My favorite of yours is less characters. I think that ah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, keep. It, we need to keep it intimate with the characters we have. They're such good actors. Like watch them act. Yes. Uh, so mine is. Man, I'm really having a hard time choosing between uh, your two and your one. I guess they're both really broad. I sort of cheated on this one. I, I went with really broad well, ideas, and yours are real specific. Well, I, I mean, like, so so read them off to me again, just the, the last two you read. Um, uh, pick what kind of movie you want to be. That one. My choice yes. is monster movie. Yes. And then more solid attachments to the franchise as a whole. So, okay, so I'm going to pick the second one, mm-hmm. the first one you just said. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to pick it because I actually think that – if they would have had more attachments, they could have actually chosen monster and alien because they already have those two things. Yeah. But, or, or they could have at least tied the two together by saying, Oh, actually the monster is an alien related to these other aliens that showed up in Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield lane. Yeah. They could have done something. So I think like, I think, um, relating it more closely 
I think I'm going to pick that one. I think that you're right. They need to just say this is the kind of movie we're making. But I almost think that that could happen if they were to relate it more to yeah. 10 Cloverfield Lane and a Cloverfield. Yeah. So that's my pick. Okay, so there you go, guys. The way that the story geeks are going to make the Cloverfield paradox better is to make it specifically a monster slash alien movie and have fewer characters. That's right. Yeah, because that's, that's what the other ones were good at. That's true. So they both go together. Anyways. Yeah, it works. So um, do you want to close this out, Daryl? Sure. So that was a great discussion. That was, was really fun. It was really fun. And thank you for everyone who joined us live. Yes. Yeah, Chris, Caitlin, those of you who have not identified yourselves. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. The internet. Yeah. That's it for this portion of today's show. So thanks for joining us. Do not forget to subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Podbean. Subscribe to us on YouTube. The more subscribers we get, the more people will see what we're doing. So please consider subscribing. And as we said before, please leave us comments. Give us a review on iTunes. Leave us a comment on YouTube. Um, and um, just help us get some more visibility that way. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Um, and speaking of reviews, before we close, you've got a review to read for us, I right? do, yeah. So this review comes from, it's, it's a five-star review. We have been very fortunate because all of our reviews thus far have been five stars. So thank you to all of you listeners. We really appreciate that. The uh, review is titled Makes Stories Matter and it is by Geekery Not Included. Um, and and I'll, honestly, half the time I can figure out who, who it is. And half the time <laughs> I can't. Um, but I do not know who Geekery Not Included is. So thank you for this. Um, their review says, it's easy to consume media day in and day out without much thought even ignoring how its messages may be impacting how I see the world. Story Geeks gets me thinking about what I watch, read, and listen to. In fact, it helps me learn how to think better about a lot of things. I'm not really a geek, but I love stories, and I believe it's important to carefully consider the messages that stories convey. Otherwise, we spend hours upon hours of our lives passively absorbing media without recognizing its effects, both positive and negative, on our hearts, minds, and souls. Now that is a perfect review. That's somebody who gets what we're trying to That's do. That's right somebody there. who gets <laughs> it. Yeah, they get it for sure. So thank you, Geekery Not Included. We appreciate you. Leave your own iTunes review, and we it, we will read it on a future episode. Also, if you want to reach Professor X levels of influence, go ahead and share your favorite The Story Geeks episode on social media. What's your favorite episode? Oh man, put me on the spot. I know. I would say right now my favorite episode is. Um, the Last Jedi that just came out recently. That one, the Hash It Out. Because that was fun. That was really fun. So links to many of the things we've talked about today are in the show notes. Please consider supporting us on Patreon. I'm going to keep saying that because we really do need your support and we really appreciate you if you do that. You will get access to the exclusive content, including what we're about to record next. And to do that, you just head over to www.thestorygeeks.com. And as always, question everything in your favorite geek stories and always seek the truth.